think it's kind of fun for us to have conversations with the recorder going, don't you? Mm, yeah, sure. <laughs> you don't like this as much, do you? Not as much as you do. <laughs> I like it. Well, I've got my wife, Glory, here with us. Welcome to Seat Go Create. And uh, this is a beautiful time of the year. This is releasing in early December. Not sure when you're listening to it. We're recording it in the, I guess, the fall of the year, late yes. fall of the year. It's gorgeous out. And... We don't have a script, but we've got a theme, and the theme would be seasons or seasons of life. Mm -hmm. So we're going to talk about seasons. Is that what, are you okay talking about seasons? Sure. Let's talk about seasons. Anything else you want to talk about? No, seasons are good. (laughs) (laughs) Seasons are good. So, Well, every time that Glory joins us on the podcast, I like it because I know Number one, more people just listen. I don't know what it is. I, you know, me, I talk, I teach, I do things, I interview. Glory comes on about once a year and people just have a tendency to want to listen to Glory. So we, we need to have more glorification. <laughs> You've at, been glorified. <laughs> at Seek, Go, Create. <laughs> and, uh, and so we are actually, just to kind of paint the picture here, it's a beautiful sunny day here in, in uh, where are we? South Dakota. South Dakota. Fall of the year. We had snow last week, but this week it's very nice. Mm -hmm. We've got the windows open. We're not recording video on this one. This was only audio, only voice on this one. So that's uh, that's all you're going to be getting here. It'd be awesome if you could see Glory, but (laughs) you're just going to get to hear. So we're just going to sit and just have a conversation about seasons. And again, like I said, this is more the theme, not a script, but uh, we've had a number of seasons in our life, haven't We we? We've been through a lot of different seasons. Coming up on 30, we've just celebrated 33 years of marriage. Yes. And uh, they've all been awesome. Every day's been great, right? Every day. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's one time I'm glad we didn't have the video that you, they could see what <laughs> the look on your face was. So, but I mean, we're, th- this is being released during what would be called the Christmas time between Thanksgiving and Christmas. You love that time of year. Oh, it's my favorite time of year. And just back to the every day. Every day we have been committed to each other. Every day we have loved each other. Probably not every day have we liked each other. But that's okay because we've been through seasons and we've given ourselves time to grow and mature and actually probably learn to love ourselves better which has helped us to love each other better. I think I've liked you every day. So there's been Ooh, days you haven't okay, liked me. Thanks. Do you remember which days those were? <laughs> Do you have them written down? Do you have a note? Do you have a... <laughs> Did I know? Was I aware that you didn't like me? No, it's a, listen, I, I think the overarching theme of what we wanted to talk about was just the ebbs and flows, the ups and downs, the ins and outs of living this life and I think we might take some general topics and talk about seasons as it relates to marriage and relationships seasons as it relates to family seasons as it relates to business and finance Mm -hmm. possibly even mindset and spiritual I think that would be kind of cool to talk about and I think that one of the one of the things that popped to my mind was it's a scripture but it's also a song and because of the rights... It we, was a scripture first. It was a scripture first, yes. <laughs> for thousands and thousands of years, probably over 4,000 years, it's been a scripture. In Ecclesiastes, 
And uh, the scripture is Ecclesiastes 3, 2, everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven. And then it goes on, a time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, a time to pluck or harvest what has been planted, and a time to kill. I'm reading from my actual Bible here so you can hear the pages. Time to break down, a time to build up, weep, laugh, mourn, dance, cast away stones, gather stones, embrace, refrain from embracing, to gain, to lose, to keep, to throw away, a time to tear, a time to sow. This one's a good one. A time to keep silence and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. I think it was the birds that sang about that after Solomon wrote about it a few years. <laughs> the birds were a few years later. But uh, I do think there's a lot of cool things in there. I don't think we're going to go through and pick that apart. But let's just let's just have conversation. We've got the microphone going. We've got uh, we've got beautiful sunshine streaming through the windows, and uh, let's just talk a little bit about the seasons of, I guess, life. Might be a good way. This is kind of big picture life things going on, and um, it's interesting in the scripture. It talks about a time to be born, a time to die, and uh, you and I have now been together much longer than we have not. Yeah. It's been awesome every day for me. Obviously, there's been a few days that you haven't. <laughs> I don't want to go down that road, but obviously there's been some issues so there. So I'm obviously going to really have to watch what I say, huh? No, 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 no. You're mm-hmm. you're the guest here. I'm interviewing. I It's my goal to make you look as good as possible, but never had anyone say they didn't like the host in, on Seat Go Create here. So anyway, but... Uh, so so let's go let's go through a few seasons that just we've experienced and someone listening in if they're single they might be going oh my gosh but if you're married you probably will relate and uh, first um, se- I think if you're single you may still relate but you should you should because it's still ups and downs and uh, you know we're we weren't promised that every day is going to be awesome no every day is going to be perfect or excellent or whatever. It is. So we were, we, we met each other and got married immediately, right? Mm-hmm. No. no. <laughs> we had quite the season of just courting and being engaged. Yeah. We, um, I guess, dated for a year. We're engaged for two years and then got married. So three years before we got married. Tim had a grandmother that wouldn't even put it on her calendar until we got into the same calendar year because she said you will either never wait that long or you'll decide it's too long and you'll break it off. So <laughs> yeah, well, we did. Well, Mom, Mama Kate had some children, grandchildren that had some extremely short engagements <laughs> if they had engagements at all. So okay. they were just like, <laughs> let's get married. And so the fact that we were Waiting and planning and all that. What stands out out, out to you, Glory, about that season of our lives? Oh, well, I mean, because it was an extended period of time, three years, there were a lot of um, different things that we went through, you know, from finishing up college to, you know, different things with both of our families um, and things that could have... um, caused real challenges even in a marriage Uh, but we went ahead and weathered some of that stuff even before we got married so you know I think it probably just all 
um, came together to make us stronger. And by the time we got married, it was like, yeah, I can't think of a whole lot that's going to happen here that would um, keep us apart. So, Yeah, our goal, that I'm not sure that this was good or bad or it just was what it was. We thought that we needed to finish up and get our college degrees and get our jobs and get going in get life our jobs and, and be established yeah. and be ready and prepared. But were we really ready and prepared? Probably not. And I think we would have had a lot of fun just living poor in married housing or, you know, whatever with a little Charlie Bound Christmas tree. And we would have been happy as could be because we would have been together. So it would have been, you know. it would have been more of the journey. It could have been interesting with some of the things we were trying to do. I mean, I, you know, I was still running a business and mm -hmm. had some things going at the time. I don't know that we would have been super poor. We, mm. we later learned what that was like. Yeah. We'll talk about that True. later. But anyway, and then, so you get, get married to this incredible man. And then on the way home from the honeymoon, literally, literally on the plane, on the way, literally home. he announces mm -hmm. to you, well, the honeymoon's over. Yeah, I bet you were excited about spending the rest of your life with that guy. <laughs> but I mean, there is a, there is kind of a honeymoon season that couples go through where they, you know, pre-children, for those that don't have children from, you know, other relationships or anything like that, but pre-children, it still really is sort of, I don't want to say single under the same roof, but it's still sort of... I don't want to say not serious, but it's uh, when children, it, there's a different dynamic that occurs when all of a sudden children come along. Mm -hmm. I, I'll say it this way, and this is more me than you. It's still okay to be selfish at times when you're married without children. I think you have to be careful of that. But I look back and I know that I was still thinking of myself a good bit, even though we were married and we were contributing to each other. And then the season that came a few years later was children. And that's when I went, uh-oh. <laughs> well, I mean, I think I'm thinking back to like our first couple of years when we were married. You know, Saturday, I cleaned the house and you did the yard. And until that was done, we couldn't, you know, just relax and enjoy, you know, going out to dinner or anything like that. That was our thing. We had to clean the house and do the yard. And then on Sunday... You had to read the paper from front cover to back cover, you know, before you could do anything else or converse or anything like that. Kids come along and it's like, oh, Lord, I got to find time to clean the house because, you know, I've got all this stuff going on with children. And, you know, you're not going to sit there and just leisurely, quietly read through the paper front to back because you've got kids and you've just got things that are distractions, noise, um, enjoyment, you know, playing with your kids, just it's different. It's just different. It's a different season. I loved it, though. Um, I've always said that my absolute favorite job I've ever had was being a mom. That was until I was a grandmother. <laughs> and now being a Gigi. But we're, anyway. We're get, you're getting way ahead getting of the way seasons. Ahead, but, yeah, that, yeah. but yes, I loved, 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 loved being a mom. Yeah. That, and, I, and I think that was probably one of the more, uh, the, the seasons to me that you really can watch change occur because you see it in the in children you see the, the the baby stage the infant stage 
you know, you see when they start toddling, which is part of my favorite time. And then you see where they start growing into little mini people <laughs> and then they could dress themselves and then they can go to school and then, you know, they start learning things. And I, I think there's, I just, I love watching that. And then there's teenage time, which wasn't bad for us. Some people struggle with that, but what was your, you have a favorite time of the children growing up or Mm-mm. anything no, that stands I loved, out? I loved each one. I mean, you know, the, the baby just cuddling with him and then the toddler and, uh, you know, and like you said, the young child and just watching them discover new things. I loved that. Um, and, you know, even growing into young adults and and all of that. I mean, I, I can't think of a stage that I didn't love with our kids. I loved it all. Yeah. And uh, something that you were talking about earlier is that we, you know, cleaning house, cutting the grass, getting the yard looking good, kind of, you know, making sure we had things in order was a high priority us before we had children. And it's not like we didn't cut the grass or didn't clean the house right. after children came along. Did we? I can't, I don't recall though. <laughs> oh, and they got to be teenagers and we could get them to help clean the house and cut the grass. That was awesome. Sort of. Yeah. <laughs> sort of get them to help. But it's just that it was priorities that yeah. I believe that began changing and adjusting. And now then children grow up, they become adults that's like a whole different season in life that your your parents, your you know, some people call it empty nesters. I don't know if I like that term. I've never liked that term. Kind of weird because they're still our children. We still interact and. However, we do have to remember um, the week that our, our children chose to leave the nest within three days of each other. So we didn't even get like a. <laughs> any reprieve of anything so our son packed everything up in his car and and left to uh, head to LA and a couple of days later we took our daughter to the airport to fly to Australia so and we were in Georgia so both of them you know a good ways away from us and I just remember um, we were very quiet on the ride home from the airport I don't think we necessarily cried then, but when we got back to the house and just walked around both their bed, I mean, I'm tearing up just thinking about both their bedrooms were empty and it was so quiet. And I think both of us just kind of sat down and weeped a little bit because we knew it was a new season. It was a new season. It was a tough season too, because that was when we were going through a lot of financial challenge. We were about to become nomads, forced nomads out of our home and other things like that. So there was a lot of emotions. Did I cry? Did I shed tears? I think we both did. I think we both did too. I think I weeped pretty, pretty solidly. And there's, you know, when we were reading in Ecclesiastes earlier, there's time for pain. There's a time for, for those things. And that definitely was a very interesting time. And, you know, our children were out on their own, but then they also still needed support. We needed support. We needed help. <laughs> and there was a lot that we were going on. But something happened the other night. We were sitting around the fire pit here. Might have been last night here uh, where we are in uh, in in the uh, Black Hills of South Dakota's beautiful, crisp, cold night. And you just made the comment about something mm-hmm. that was very rewarding to you. Why don't yeah. you tell us what that was? Because I recall that. And that's a that's a different season for us, too. Right. Um, I just remember looking at Tim and I said, you know, well, actually, where it was, it was before we got to the fire pit. We had stopped at um, 
uh, one of our favorite little wineries in town and we were doing a wine tasting. We're, we're members there. And so you can just pop in and do wine tastings. And, and it is in a very desirable um, bucket list vacation area that people would want to come. And I said, we are just sitting here. We, we live here and we're members here. And there are people that would love to be here. On a, said, on a Saturday on, on a afternoon, Saturday in, the afternoon <laughs> in the fall, it's beautiful out. And I said, and at the same time, our son is in Glacier, Montana, another bucket list place that people would give anything to be there. And it was a Saturday. So he's probably, I hadn't talked to him, but I'm guessing he was out, um, camping or with photographer friends out looking at these gorgeous mountains and lake and all of that stuff. And at the same time, um, our daughter and son-in-law are on a little second honeymoon type trip in Cancun, Mexico at a very nice resort, enjoying themselves. And at the same time, our granddaughter is with her other set of grandparents and they were going to the pumpkin patch for the day. And I'm sure she was having a blast. And I said, is it not just a total blessing? I'm not sitting here worried about, oh gosh, I hope. Oh, I pray. Oh, I mean, I'm just so thankful, Lord, that everybody in our family right now is enjoying life and enjoying it in beautiful places, and what a beautiful season. Yeah, and especially during this time of year, fall, when we're recording, and depending on when you're listening, it definitely holiday season. It's just gratitude. Mm -hmm. it, was very, it was a very thankful, enjoyable time, and that, that's a great season because there's been seasons of struggle. There's been seasons mm -hmm. where it was not that way and somebody listening in you might be experiencing that going boy i wish mm -hmm. well that's the reason that i read ecclesiastes earlier it says to everything there is a season a, there is a season and a time for every purpose under heaven there's ebbs and flows there are mm -hmm. things that happen things that come and go and yeah i think that was great joy for me but with every season that does not mean there can't be always be peace and there can't always be joy. And I know you can go, yeah, but I'm going through. You just don't know what I'm going through. How could I possibly joy be joyful? And if you know Jesus Christ, then you're joyful because you know he is working all things out for your good. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean we're not going to have trials or tribulations or anything like that. But it's all working out for your good if you believe that it is. And that you know he's working on your behalf and that he is your joy and he is your peace, whether the circumstances you're in are joyful or peaceful. And let me tell you, that has been <laughs> that has been a journey for us to, um, you know, to get to that place. Um, and I guess when I was just thinking about it, I'm at a peaceful, restful, joyful place in my life anyway. And then last night I was just thinking, wait a minute, we are, we are sitting here in a place that people would absolutely love to be. And Josh was in a place that people would absolutely love to be. And Hunter and Dulcie are at a place right now that people would absolutely love to be. And 
that just made me even more thankful and joyful. So I don't know if the chicken, which came first, the chicken or the egg, was I peaceful, joyful, and restful? And so I am enjoying the fruits of that. Possibly, but also, you know, you, if you just jump to the New Testament, I think, book of James, and you said, count it all joy. Because we know that there's going to be trials, tribulations, things that we go through, which goes or back Philippians. to... Philippians. Related, yeah, relating Re- it back rejoice to... Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Yes. Yes. And and uh, one of the things, I'm just going to go ahead and insert this here. I'll probably talk about it at the very end. If you're listening to this on the podcast during the month of December, part of what we're doing is we like to do some special things in December. We've got a, a guest that's going to be talking hospitality, but then uh, JK is going to be taking over the microphone and doing an episode just with JK, who's our son and the engineer and does branding for the podcast, Seat Go Create. And then our daughter. He's awesome, by the way. He is awesome. He's listening in, I'm sure. <laughs> and then, uh, and then our daughter and uh, her husband, Hunter, will be taking over the microphone in the podcast to share. And, and they are awesome, by the way, too. <laughs> yes, that's a, that's a mother jumping in there. So, anyway, and and so that leads. I want to I want to go to another season that to me has been one of the most tremendous seasons of our lives, and that is the the grandparent phase oh. of our lives. This year, we, you know, we're, we, I guess our granddaughter at the time of recording is is fast mm, approaching two tw- years old, yeah. but mm-hmm. 20 months, 21 months, depending mm-hmm. on when people are listening in. And let me just tell you what, that is prime oh. time for me. That is, that is like the season. And I told you <laughs> when she was born, I said, oh, I love babies. I really do. But at about eight months, that's when, that's when T Diddy, that's when I am T. <laughs> that's when I'm going to kick in. And that's when my priority, it goes to time and nothing else, nothing else matters as much until that happens. And that's where we're at right now. And that is awesome. Oh, yeah. You having fun? Oh, yes, yes, yes. In fact, um, this morning, our daughter sent us a video um, of Adoree. And um, she had gone to church with her other grandparents. And they evidently let the children in during praise and worship, which I love. And Adoree is just walking down front and just lifting her hands and just enjoying the music and the praise and worship. I mean, she is a little praise and worshiper and she is a tiny little thing, but she already um, just gets a thrill. She was feeling it. Oh, she was was feeling it. it. And I sat there and I've got tears just running down my cheeks watching it. Just, just again, just being so thankful that she is, first of all, in a household with my daughter and son-in-law where they are, she's being brought up, um, with the Lord as a person there in their household. It's not just a Sunday morning thing or whatever. I mean, Jesus is right there with them, the Holy Spirit. And um, that I'm so thankful for. And then that she just, I mean, she loves music. I mean, this child, she doesn't watch normal um I guess kid shows. She her favorite things to watch on TV are Sound of Music and Poppins. Singing in the Rains and Poppins, Mary Poppins, anything with music, and she dances to it and she she just loves it. And um, so I think we have a little praise and worshiper on our hands for sure. It was definitely super cute. I'll tell you that. Oh, so, so all right, cute. you ready to be uh, ready to have grandchild number number two. two. Got another one on the way that'll be coming in this next year in 2022. On my birthday. Yeah, around May. So that'll be exciting. And uh, and we we are okay with just a gaggle, right? You okay with that? I am. Yes. Yes. 
I want a ton of grandchildren and we're excited about yeah, that. We yeah. are thrilled. Yeah, we 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 actually now that we look back on our lives at all these business things we've done, leadership, all of these things. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> We were created. We <laughs> to be T and G. yep, T and G. So, and we had our first annual T and G camp. Yes. Where she came and stayed with us without parents, which is cool. We love her parents, but we really just want to spend a lot of time around her. <laughs> and so uh, we oh, had we so had camp, fun. and anyway, it was that was a blast. That was a cool season. So, that's an awesome season. Mm-hmm. So, if 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 you're married and have children and you aren't in the grandparent stage yet, or, you know, you're hopeful for it. Wow. Just that's game changer. Yes. 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 In fact, we did a little bit of Christmas shopping yesterday, two months early, but because I'm a bit concerned, some things might be sold out and I had a gift I wanted her to have and I made sure I went and got it yesterday. So, and good thing I did because they were almost sold out and don't think they're getting any more. So, but I won't say what it is in case her parents are listening. That's right. We'll we'll (laughs) keep that quiet. So, but, but, you know, in the same breath with all the exciting things, I mean, you know, we've always said some people could tell a story and if you tell the story a certain way, people will think you just lead the most charmed, incredible life. But then you could tell it another way and you could have people in tears. Some of the things that's been challenging season, especially the last few years, is is kind of this stage we're at where our parents are still alive. They're still doing pretty well. But each of them have issues that we're having to address and Mm-hmm. deal with so that's that's been difficult it has it has i'm very thankful for technology because that has helped in um you know ordering groceries and and doing things that is difficult that are difficult for them to do right now um and uh also seeing memories being lost has been very very difficult and for somebody not to know who you are um I mean, it's painful to watch, and I I think actually it's probably more painful for the family because they don't even realize what they don't remember. Um, so yeah, that's it's been a new season of you know you take care of your kids for a while, but you don't think as much about take care taking care of your parents when they get a little bit older, and we're at a, at a bit of a distance, so that uh, makes it interesting as well. But. Um, yeah, that's a that's a whole different season in it in and of itself. One of the tough things about a lot of these seasons is there's there's not necessarily a roadmap or a guidebook. Mm-hmm. You know, we have to spend a lot of time in prayer mm-hmm. because there was a time that we thought, because we live in an RV and travel, we were supposed to go and camp out, literally, figuratively, mm-hmm. right there and be there 24-7. But then we recognized early on that that wasn't necessarily healthy for everybody right involved or wanted or wanted i mean there was still a certain degree of independence that was desired but yet you know wanted to be around and we we also are at a place where we know we've got things we have to accomplish other than just being grandparents i was joking earlier (laughs) we've got other things that the lord is wanting us to do and some of that was difficult to do when you're around there and in that environment so it's a challenge. I just want to say, if anyone's going through that, 
I, I have such great compassion mm-hmm. because there's the physical piece of it, you know, high blood pressure and hospital visits and timing and trying to get to dentist and, you know, one trying to get LASIK surgery and not being able to get that done just because of the ability to get there and back and the taxing. And then there's the cataract, mi- not LASIK, but yeah. Okay. It's whatever. <laughs> same thing. Is it the same thing? No. Okay. All right. <laughs> Remind me not to be in charge of that portion of <laughs> But and then and then there's the mental piece of it of just seeing deterioration, mm-hmm. seeing people that you know our parents that are in we expect and hope that they have longer lives, but they're in the twilight of of their lives and and definitely the you know the situation of the last two years where they couldn't really get out. There was lockdowns. Right. I, I I do think that that sped up specifically with my father the dementia Mm -hmm. aspect that he was in one place inside couldn't leave and didn't understand and didn't understand why and then when he had to go out you know put a mask on didn't quite understand that Mm -hmm. either and that was challenging and and difficult so it it i i do not think that i grasp the impact that's had on me in this season Got any input on that? Well, I mean, I think it's like a lot of seasons in my life. I don't know how to handle a lot of it. So I just have to uh, pray and ask the Lord for him to open up doors, which, you know, it's it's amazing. Um, it shouldn't be amazing. I should expect him to open up those doors. But it is beautiful to watch him do that. And um, like... Um, it's my mom has some mobility issues, so it's very difficult for her to stand up and actually cook a meal for her. Mm-hmm. And um, we recently found a great service that um, actually brings meals, uh, like two weeks worth of meals, and they go in the refrigerator, and she literally just microwaves it and tosses the dish up when she's done. Um, so you know, maybe wash a fork. That's it. You know, and she, they're they're really tasty. And what a blessing that is so that I know she's not eating junk food because, you know, if I call her and ask her what she wants me to order from groceries, it's usually a list of junk food because it's easy. Twinkies. She likes Twinkies. No, she likes a Little Debbie. Oh, Little Debbie. Little Debbies. So, um, but I just, yeah, it's it's a definitely a new road that we've not had to walk down before of taking care of parents. And, um, and I don't think we really even either one of us saw our parents really having to take care of their parents. Um, no, there were other things in place. There were other siblings and, or not the same kind of health issues or whatever, but we didn't see long-term our parents taking care of their parents. Excuse me. So. This is a new one for us because it's not even, you know, well, my mom did this for her mom, so I know to do, you know, it's it's just a, it's a different road for us. So, like we said, a lot, a lot of prayer of, Lord, what do I need to do here? I think one thing that's big, I think it's probably for both of us, but I'll go ahead and have a little bit of confession here, is that I I have often wrestled with thinking that I have more control over my life than I do. <laughs> thinking that I have more control over people around me, situations, business, finances, all these things. We'll talk about some of these in just a moment. Part of the thing that we really learn from these seasons, to me, is that we really need to submit and give control to 
the Lord that we really don't have as much control as we think. I am so thankful for my sister and her husband who live just a few oh, miles yeah. from my parents and do things that they go there, they stop in, they check. They've, they've always done that. They've mm-hmm. done that even, you know, we've actually been away now for going on 20 years from, from our hometown area. And then there are people around your mother that do similar things. And it just goes to show, I believe, the need for other people, mm-hmm. the need to allow other people to participate and be a part of it, the need to know that we don't control everything. Because I think when someone believes they can control everything is when the stress level begins to rise, when all of a sudden we recognize that we have to just work harder to control. Because we were, we were going to be in that mindset of, you know, possibly moving in <laughs> with parents and things like that. It just, it, it just wouldn't have worked well. Yeah. So, but you don't, you're not concerned about control, right? You... I don't think that, um, I I think I grew up a more chaotic childhood than you did. So I think I learned early on (laughs) as much as I want to control things, other people are not in my control. So. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Very good. Well, all right. So that's kind of our, I mean, you know, obviously there's a lot of seasons and all with our relationship, our life together and all. I wanted to kind of shift a little bit to maybe financial and professional because we have seen so many seasons and 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 I I think that people are in a very unique season right now. I think the statistic I recently heard was 4.3 million people just left the workforce or left their jobs in a recent month in the fall of, you know, 2021 that I think a high number of people would like to leave and do something different. I think that's one of the positives that has come from a pandemic. I think people are gaining clarity maybe over what they really would like to do. Mm -hmm. You and I have been through quite a few seasons Mm -hmm. professionally and financially. And, and I think it's taught us a lot about ourselves and, some of the things that we needed to learn and mature in, what are some of those that you've observed along the way in the path we've had for many years? Um, There's probably many years where, um, like you said, we felt like we controlled it. And if we worked hard enough and long enough, got up early enough, stayed up late enough (laughs) that, you know, we would be successful. And, you know, there's, there's today. I mean, I see a lot of people that I follow on Instagram or whatever that, you know, they're in those grinded out clubs or the, the early morning grind or the whatever. And they're getting up at four in the morning and, and Hey, if that's what works for you, that is awesome. Um, and there are times that we did those things or we stayed up so, so late. Um, but I think we've gotten to a place now where we're in a season that we actually understand our creativity comes when we're at a place of rest. And if we're tired, it's harder for us to be creative. And we need that eight hours sleep for me, sometimes nine hours sleep. We got 10 last night. I like it. That's awesome. <laughs> um, we'd had a long week. But that's, a, yeah. And one reason we had 10 was because we'd had a very long week. We'd traveled, we had sat in business meetings for days and, 
we were mentally and physically tired. And so we gave ourselves the opportunity to sleep. Um, so I think that's a season. I think sometimes it's a time that you gotta, you gotta do the hustle. You gotta do what it takes. You gotta grind it out. You gotta work, work, work. Um, but then I also think there's seasons where it's a time of rest. And for us right now, I think our creativity, like I said, comes when we are more rested. So one thing that's interesting about it is, is it seems as if the more we operate that way, the easier it is. I don't know if easier, the more, the more financial resources Mm -hmm. come our way. Yeah, true. Mm -hmm. Is that, I mean, am I, am I judging that correctly? No. And even some of, um, some of the passive income, you know, of just, um, investments or whatever, we're not sitting here checking them every minute going, oh, something up, something down is something. We're just kind of like, you know what? We feel like the Lord told us to do that. We did it. We'll check it later. And then we go back and check it and we're like, whoa, okay, well, that was good. Thank you. Yeah, we're just not thinking about it. And I, I think if we look back, it it was, I don't know if the hustle is the way it was. I don't know if we were just anxious chasing after something. Mm-hmm. But I've always said that, you know, if, if a dog gets out in the yard and you chase after the dog, it typically will run away. Yeah. But if you sit and wait and have food or a treat or scratch behind the ears, that dog will most likely come back. Come back. And it seems as if financial resources has been that way a little bit for us. Mm-hmm. The more we chased and went after it, the tougher it was. And it took a while to learn that. Maybe that was more me, but that was a season of, uh, you know, there's, there was a time that we've had not a lot. (laughs) And now there are times that we seem to have much, much more, and Mm -hmm. it just keeps coming to us with minimal effort. Just recently had something that's going to bring even more in, which is kind of cool and Nice. But I think part of that, too, is the storehouse principle, which we have talked about before on another podcast. So um, I'm not going to go over it here. But I think the point of it was that we went through a season where the Lord had to teach us his kingdom finances and how he wanted it done. And once we learned that, we were able to stop thinking that it all depended on us, that we had to pay the price to get it, you know, to bring it in and instead he would just multiply the work of our hands a big piece of that also was a season of moving from ownership to stewardship where we really thought that everything we had we owned it it was ours our money was ours and we we moved to the place where we're just taking care of stuff we're sitting here in our rv we named theo (laughs) which is God, another name for Theopolis or friend of God. Friend of God. And so I think it's somewhat appropriate that we say that it's not really ours. Right. <laughs> Theo is not ours. We have, we're a caretaker and we take good care of him and, and all of that. And I, I think that's been a big shift for us. And I think it's been part of the spiritual, spiritual shift, the season that we've been through. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've been through spiritual seasons. I think it's maybe appropriate that we wrap up and talk about mindset and spiritual because that is really what has led to the results we've had in business and finance. 
and that is spiritual. What, what, what season are you in right now? What would you say or describe your, your mindset or your spiritual season that you're in? Hmm. A place of rest. I think I am, if, if you looked at Psalms 23, I think I am lying in the green grass beside the still waters <laughs> and um, just letting the Lord consistently and constantly restore my soul. And in that, uh, my relationship with him just grows deeper and more beautiful and more intimate. And then I find myself at more peace and more rest and more trusting. So I think that is um, probably the place that I'm at spiritually, which also puts you at a place of don't really care what other people think, not trying to impress anybody. The only person I care about and no offense to you, but the only person I care about is the Lord. I mean, have I done what he is instructing me to do and do I make him happy? And if I do that, then odds are I will make you happy and I'll make our kids happy and I'll be happy. And How do you know if you're making the Lord happy? I think by following the commandments that he gave me, which is love him with all my heart, my soul everything in me and love others as I love myself, which to me is three commandments because a lot of people don't love themselves. And so you have to learn how to love yourself so that you can love others. It's interesting what jumped to my mind when you were saying that. I think I recorded a solo episode that released, I don't know if it was early October, early November. I don't have it in front of me, but I talked about maybe how to measure success and it kind of went down this path of the fruits of the spirit. Mm -hmm. And, and I, I think for me, a lot of the ways that, that I can measure that relationship or when some of those fruits become very apparent and obvious. The cool thing is, is that when you and I are really clicking a lot with our seasons, we're on that track together. Mm hmm and we see it in each other and it's just a real blessing. And I think we kind of know when one of us gets a little off or both of us. And, you know, the, the, these last few years, you know, there's been some things that we've seen with, you know, the pandemic and just a lot of stuff going on, a lot of conflict, a lot of political conflict and other Division. things like that. Division that is just really grieving. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it says here in Ecclesiastes, there's a time for love, a time for hate, a time for war, a time for peace. It appears as if we are in a time of war. Mm -hmm. And that can be very uneasy or dis, it make, makes some dis-ease mm -hmm. for those that really crave and desire peace. And so, and, and I'm not trying to be a prophet or anything here, but I think we're in for more of that, which is, which is a, a challenge. You know, the, uh, the thing you brought up earlier about not really being concerned about others, think back, you know, 10, 20, 30, 40 <laughs> years, have, have you evolved? How have we evolved over, over the years with that? that? To me, one of the foundational mindsets for people to have is to not be concerned about what other people think about them. And maybe that's foundational for me because I haven't always lived it. 
like I need to. Right. Um, we were actually in meetings this week with somebody, and he said he realized that he had been a looky-loo. And I was like... Looky-loo? What is that's that? That's interesting. No, it was like other people, you know, doing things or showing things, you know, the car that you're driving or the house that you live in or the memberships that you have or the this or the that, so that other people are impressed. You know, look at me. And I think, you know, we've definitely been there. Um uh, where jewelry mattered or the car that you drove mattered or, you know, we lived in a country club, country club, gated golf course community. We, you know, all of that um, mattered to us at the time. And it's funny to me now that we live in an RV and um, I drive a Hyundai. I love my Hyundai. They want to buy my Hyundai. They keep t- begging me to sell my Hyundai. I'm like, no, I like my Hyundai. I don't care that it's how four or five years old. I No, I, you can't have my Hyundai. Close to 100,000 miles yeah, on it. And it's but, just now getting going. But I love him. I mean, he, it, it is so much fun to drive him. I like it. And it doesn't matter to me that it's not a a Mercedes or a BMW or whatever, I, that doesn't impress me anymore. Because uh, I know too many people that have things and things have them. And I don't want to be in a place where things have me. I want things to be a tool for me to do whatever I was put here to do. And if it means I need to have a plane at some point, then the Lord will give me a plane at some point for that. But that's not going to make me feel like I've arrived or not arrived. Or if the Lord says, stay in your RV, you got wheels and you can go where I tell you to go. Awesome. That's where we are. Or I don't know, lots of different scenarios that you can say. But um, yeah, I think we've definitely been through an evolution over the years. And I'm just at a point that I'm happy with me, and I feel like I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. That doesn't mean I can't continue to grow and improve, but... Well, growth and improvement is part of it. It is, and I, but I don't have to impress anybody. Um, you know, you were talking about the fruits of the Spirit, and I, I remember the Lord kind of working with me, I don't know, a couple of years ago. And I was like, Lord, you, I don't want to be a judgy person. But my personality definitely bends towards judgment. I mean, I could definitely judge if I don't watch myself. And um, I was like, so how do you, and you even say, judge the fruit of the tree, you know, judge the fruit of the tree. So what do I do? And he was like, you cannot judge anything against yourself, but you can judge things against the fruit of the spirit. And that's what I'm telling you to do. Never judge against how you would do something or what you think is right, you can only judge against the fruit of the Spirit. I was like, okay, well, that's kind of freeing and limiting at the same time. So, <laughs> but I, you know, I do not always do that properly, but that's what I attempt to do. And well, what that does is it keeps you grounded when one has to interact with religion some people get confused and think that we're religious we're not (laughs) we we are all about a relationship right with our heavenly father and that doesn't mean that there are some religious situations that can't work that way but no it kind of helps you there because many times what that's doing is just trying to impress man or trying to Mm -hmm. impress others and then it also helps us when we go in environments that you know we're in a heavy social media 
please others culture. And I, I do like the season that we're in right now. Mm-hmm. Feels good. That's rest. You mentioned rest earlier, and I was thinking, I wonder if everybody knows what rest means. I was in the hammock earlier. Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> well, maybe that's part of it. <laughs> hey, listen, one of the things I want to finish up here is that we've just kind of talked a little bit about seasons of life for us, but I fully want to recognize that there are probably people listening in that are in some awesome seasons and then some that are in some challenging seasons. And I'm going to go back to Ecclesiastes 3.1 here. To everything there is a season. Mm -hmm. And seasons change. Yes. Seasons change. You move through months and months that it leads to another season. And if it's hardship, even if it's incredible success, there are seasons that lead to other seasons. And, and I just, I want us to maybe as we wrap up before I give people a glimpse of what's coming with some things heading into the end of the year and all, I think I'd love for us just to encourage some people that might be in maybe a more difficult season. Can you maybe just speak to that? We have been in gut wrenching, um, what seemed hopeless situations, um, except that We've always had a relationship with the Lord. And so I guess that did give us glimpses of hope when we couldn't see how anything was going to work out. And then probably the other good thing is that you and I never both quit on the same day. (laughs) You know, when uh, one would encourage the other just to keep going another day and then maybe the next day it's the other one's turn to encourage each other. So just don't give up. Don't give in to fear. There's so much fear right now. Oh my gosh, there's so much fear. With um, the pandemic stuff that's going on, with um, just the you know divisions that you see here and there, um, prices rising, uh, shelves bare here and there. I mean, there's so much fear. And I would just encourage you to not give in to that fear, to try to remain in a place of rest, which is not being fearful, not striving, just try to be at peace and know that in some way it is all going to work out. And odds are you can't figure it out. And if you did, it probably wouldn't even be the best plan because there's somebody who has better plans than us. And we need to just allow him to put those plans in place. And when you do, you can move out of some of those valley seasons and move to places that are more blessed. But I tell you, even in the valleys, you can be blessed because we have been. I think, I think once you move through them, it's sometimes difficult because you have blinders. You can't see it maybe you, when you, you're in it. You can't see. That's one of the reasons why here we talk about redefining success. Mm-hmm. Success, as the world would call it, doesn't see the beauty of being in a valley. 
But if you understand how seasons work and you understand that this is a principle that everything changes as a season, then we can, and we have been good at this at times, not so good at others, can embrace those seasons. Mm -hmm. And so I think the encouragement that I heard you saying was just embrace the season you're in. Yeah. We've got, there's so many reasons to be joyful. And, and I want to embrace them more. You and I have talked about this. Yes. So I love having you on the show. Oh, thank you. Anything else you want to say? I'm going to mention a couple things coming up and all, but. I think you said this is airing in December. So I just um, want to wish everybody a wonderful holiday season and try to, again, just remain at rest. Um, you don't have to get everything on everybody's list. In fact, sometimes if you just make something or write a beautiful, encouraging note, that might mean more to them long term than anything you could go to the store and purchase. Or you bake them cookies or you, I mean, you know, there's just so many things that you can do. Um, So if you go to the store and shelves are bare and you can't get what was on the list or anything like that, just don't, don't fret it. Don't worry about it. And then the other thing I would just encourage you is just remember what this whole season is about anyway. And it's about the beautiful, priceless gift that we were given of Jesus coming to this earth and becoming man. So that he could restore that relationship between us and God. And no gift you can buy at the store, no amount of money could purchase it, nothing can compare to that. And so, even in the midst of all the holiday and the hoopla, don't forget to be joyful and thankful over that gift. Because that's the most important thing. Mm, That's good. Always good to have glory. Want to join me around the fire pit later tonight? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Maybe a... We just had a neighbor bring us a bottle of wine here, too. So, anyway, things are are awesome here in the RV. (laughs) Hey, listen, I just, I, first of all, just Glory is the love of my life, and I so appreciate her joining because she isn't always super excited about doing this, and she always says, what are you going to ask? What are we going to talk about? I said, we're just going to have a conversation and let people listen in, so I appreciate it greatly. I appreciate the conversation about seasons, and just to reiterate what she said, let's just Let's just show compassion and love for each other as much as we can because people are in all phases of seasons that they're going through in life. And this is a time more than ever that we need to come together, help, love on each other, and help people through those seasons because one of the challenges that I know I did was I tried to go through a season as isolated as possible, Mm -hmm. and that wasn't the right thing to do. So thanks for listening in. Let me give you a glimpse of some things coming up at Seek Go Create. I think I mentioned it earlier, but this month, this is releasing in December, this month we have Sue Donaldson next week, and she's going to be talking. We have a long, deep dive talking about hospitality. What a great month to be discussing that in the month of December. And then we've got JK, our son, who's going to be taking over the mic. We don't really know what he's going to be discussing, (laughs) but we know it's going to be awesome. He's going to be doing that from somewhere up in Glacier National Park or somewhere up there. He might bring some people on with him. He might do a solo. 
and then uh, and then our daughter Dulcie and her husband Hunter, and uh, we're so proud of all that they're doing in their business and their lives and bringing us grandchildren. They're going to mm-hmm. be taking over the mic to wrap up 2022. And just a quick glimpse of early 2022. I think there's a solo episode to get the year started off, but we've got uh, Joel Com who's going to be, I think, the second week of January. And Joel Com runs the Bad Crypto Podcast. He and I have a great discussion about some cryptocurrency, but just about the mindset that Glory discussed, being at rest. And we talk about having fun with whatever you do. And he says he's an eternal 12-year-old. He's in a 57, 58-year-old body, just like me. And we have a great conversation about that. That is a great conversation that we have in January. And then we've got this on the books, haven't recorded it yet, but Eddie Villa is a master in strength finders. And we're going to be discussing what a great time of year to listen in on this conversation, how to really play to your strengths to maximize your success and effectiveness. And I'm looking forward to that conversation. He and I is amazing. You're going to love him. Yeah, Glory's been a part of that. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for being a part of Seek, Go, Create. And... Enjoy the seasons. Enjoy the season. Enjoy the seasons that you're going through. And until next time, continue being all that you were created to be.